745 on a Saturday, Boston, Massachusetts. Hey guys, I got some news, some terrible news. We got a huge problem. I feel like we could do a podcast and it would be a million times better than whatever that drivel was we were listening to. What the hell is a podcast? What is that? The future of radio. Hey yo, and welcome to the Always Sunny Cast. I'm your co-host Eric. And I'm co-host Ross. And this is a podcast where we watch Always Sunny one episode at a time, scene by scene, and we dissect it, we talk about it, we look up references, we just we bring up topics and discuss things and <laughs> uh, <laughs> go off on tangents and, uh, yeah, I don't know, just general information. Yeah, very good, Eric. Uh, before we begin, I'd just like to give a little quick shout out to people that have reached out on our Instagram account and just shown some love lately. Uh, that's Jared, DJ Hotniks, Kira, George, Daniel, and Buck. Nice. Well, that, we, we always appreciate when people reach out, whatever, and comment. So I always like seeing what the comments are and stuff. It's cool. Anything else? And another thing before we begin, I'd like to apologize for a previous episode where I did something I, d- I just didn't even know I did, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I dead named uh, Caitlyn Jenner, which right. is uh, kind of like a no no. And I, kinda, uh, I, I feel bad. I kind of like I'm like, I kind of like in a like, sort of knew about this, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't want to like say anything or correct you. You know what I mean? Because I was so like, you're, I so you're know. so you're just as guilty. Yeah, I would say I'm just as guilty. <laughs> okay. I 100 percent should have jumped in, but I was kind of thinking like I don't know 100. percent You know what I mean? I didn't want to, but. And, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But also at the same time, there's like the the concept of intent, right? Which is of like, course. you know, I don't think anyone thought I was being malicious, but oh, you and know. and how and how do we how do you learn until someone tells you? I guess you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's sort of it's a learn it's a learning process. Everything is. So yeah. yeah, I mean, of course. So now we know, and so if anyone doesn't know what they're dead naming, like you know, when someone uh, transitions. You don't even in the past. You still use the n- new pronoun. Yes. But is that is that basically it? Right. Yeah. Dead naming is the act of referring to a transgender or non-binary person by the name uh, used prior to transitioning. Yeah. Um. Their birth name. Right. 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 Well. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We apologize. Obviously, we're, we're two dummies. I mean, we. I mean, if there's two guys talking on a podcast, you're pretty certain we're dummies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think we're good. All right. You got anything uh, else? Um, no, I guess I guess before we jump into it, I just want to compliment you on your clown makeup. You look you're good. <laughs> oh, you like it? <laughs> it looks good. You look sad, but I like it. You you're you're a happy clown. I like yours. <laughs> yeah. You know, my guy's like a killer clown. <laughs> 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 All right. Today we're talking season six, episode nine, D. Reynolds Shaping America's Youth. Original air date is November eleventh, two thousand ten. Written by David Hornsby, directed by Matt Shakeman, and Ross, what's that IMDb summary? Motivated by the drama teacher who inspired her, Dee takes a job as a substitute teacher and exposes her students to the culture of patties with a field trip to see the gang's take on Lethal Weapon series, Lethal Weapon 5. I like that, the culture of patties. Yeah, I don't know if that was like the intent of the field trip. Or even happens, really. (laughs) But it is funny, the culture of patties. That is funny. And Ross, what's this episode was written in 2010, so what was going on in the world in 2010? So in 2010, the Insane Clown Posse released the music video for the hit single, Miracles, which spawned a great deal of parody 
from the uh, Saturday Night Live Lonely Island Boys. Right. Is the Magnus so, thing? Yeah. Fucking Magnus. How do they work? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not better for not knowing, but... Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know how they work, but I understand... I just accept not, that they do. Yeah, I'm not, I understand they're not miracles. Like, I know <laughs> science probably is in there somewhere. Yeah, they seem to detest science <laughs> to any degree. <laughs> um... Oh, nice, Ross. Thank you for that insane clown posse. Uh, we'll talk about insane clown posse later on, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and of course, I mean, we should say it. This is the ba- one of the banned episodes. This episode was taken off of Hulu. So if anyone watches along or was trying to watch this, you got to get a, have a DVD. I, I, I don't know any other way to do it besides the DVD, but I'm sure there are other ways. Yeah, and I had quite a time with the DVD, and I think and we both did. So <laughs> well, I don't no. know if anyone has a copy of the season six DVD and tried to watch the extras where they do commentary on this episode, but it failed to play every time I attempted it. In fact, I couldn't get the DVD to play after that. I had to shut the whole machine off. I had to shut my Xbox X off. Now, you know what's funny is, Russ, I also was watching. So you watching your so you finally set up your Xbox Series X. Yes, after three months of owning it, yeah, I finally got around to it. Okay, I also was trying to watch it on an Xbox Series X. Wow, we're bragging hard. Now, but when I put it into my computer, my desktop, it worked completely fine, and I could watch the extras, and I did. Whoa, you have a DVD player on your (laughs) (laughs) computer? I don't know if it's a DVD player, but there's a slot to put a disc in. Yeah, there's a disc drive. Damn, I don't have one. This is the computer I bought when we first did the podcast. I bought it for the podcast. Right. We did. We both bought like similar models too. Yeah. yeah Yours you just a, had a DVD drive. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I de- yeah. I have a disc drive, uh, and it worked completely fine. So I'm I'm thinking it's the Xbox Series X problem. Well, I hope you uh, took some notes. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, it's not this episode commentary. It's a commentary of the Lethal Weapon movie with them as their as Mac, Charlie, and Dennis. Oh, okay. So the full feature of that. Yeah, it's fifteen minutes long, and there's a ton more scenes. And I'll talk about it a little bit when we get when we get over there because it actually is very very funny. It's funnier. Yeah, I agree. Way. There are some scenes that just like hit a little bit harder because it just drawn out a little bit. You so know? you did. So you did watch it. I I think I've seen this in the past, like a long oh, time right. ago. Um, and and yeah, and of course, yes, this episode was uh, banned from Hulu because it's. You know, get some racist offensive. shit in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not okay. It. You can't deny it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just it. it's straight down the middle. <laughs> and my the clips I picked for this episode are basically those clips to be like to kind of illustrate the point. Right, right. But yeah, okay. Then uh, let's just jump into this. And Russ, are you are you ready to solve racism? You and I right now. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. Cold open. 8.30 a.m. on a Monday in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. As Charlie is walking through the halls of a high school that he now works at, he bumps into D, who also works at this high school. It's time to cut that hair, Maddie. Don't make me cut it for you. You're the man, professor. I love this persona. This professor persona is so awesome. So we're essentially establishing that Charlie is kind of like a fixture at the school now. He's had He's been there for like a very short period of time, but he's certainly gotten to know people. He's socializing. Yeah. He's kind of thriving here. Do they like him or are they mocking him? Um, I think a little bit of both, right? It's hard to tell. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there is a little, I, I can sense a little bit of facetiousness, but they're mostly happy to see him, aren't they? 
Lisa's at GPA. I hope it's going up, 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 up. <laughs> yeah, they seem pretty <laughs> happy to see him. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's surprising he's not doing like a um a like a, a Goodwill Hunting. I was thinking the same thing because we've had this reference before. Yeah, exactly. He's aware of Goodwill Hunting and Gordon Wood and all that. But so you know, you know, he could have schooled some of these kids. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, he's he's walking through, he's interacting with the kids, and uh, oh, what's this? It looks like someone threw away an orange, and he asked some kid, like, "Is this yours?" Hey, son, is this yours? <laughs> no, it's not this kid's. Or is there anything on this kid? Is he credited? Yeah, hallway student number two is played by Henry Monfries, who was born in 1991. He was in Shangri-L.A., hyphen L.A., uh, Law and Order, and Shameless. Oh, were any of the other hallway students here named? Believe it or not, no. Oh, so he's number two, but there's no other I credits? know, there's no number one. <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, he, he did not throw this orange away, so, you know, Charlie's going to keep it. It's not too peeled. Pretty intact. You want it? No, I'm cool. When you cool, you cool. When you cool, <laughs> I mean, you can't deny that, right? When cool, <laughs> I know cool. it's pretty much straightforward there. <laughs> and this is where D comes out of the teachers' lounge, and we learn that she's covering for Doctor Myers now. If you remember from last episode, he shattered to pieces. <laughs> so dramatic. I, I love that one. <laughs> so yeah, he's not around. He, he's 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 recovering. So D somehow like finagle. You can't do this, right? No, I mean Sheila just like finagles herself a, uh, I guess semi permanent sub position, right? At this school, right. like filling he, in for uh, Myers. Like you gotta Myers. think he's gonna be out for a while. Right, a hip fix that's like, I don't know, at least six months. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I people mean, die from hip injuries and stuff. How did how did she set herself up with this with, like, no resume, no, like... I don't know, was it, like, a just, like, heavily recommended? I mean, Dr. Said, Myers didn't leave the school happy with D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He called her a, a hard B. I know, but was it wasn't D's fault. No, no, no. But, like, <laughs> he certainly lashes out at her. I don't know. Yeah. She, so she set herself up here as, as the substitute. And, well, look, and Charlie, Charlie sort of, uh, you know, they, look at them. They're, they're, like, the same. They get their, their new careers, as he's putting it. Well, yours is kind of the same, you know, because you've always been a sort of a janitor. No, he's thriving, though. They're all, thr- he's thriving. I agree. I think he is, too. Oh, definitely. He seems happy for maybe the first time. <laughs> and D is uh, somehow able to like spot that he pulled this orange out of the trash. Yeah, why? I don't know. I think it's just like the writers like yeah. giving too much knowledge to characters that weren't in the scene. Don't eat trash. Don't eat, don't eat that. <laughs> uh, she gets paged to the front office, so she better jump on that. We then see a phone call bounce back and forth between D and Dennis, Mac, and Frank. And Russ, I, I, I only just heard. I, I only just heard. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Dee's getting called down to the office for an emergency phone call that she's obviously not expecting, right? Right, 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 right. So we're thinking this might be like something important. She even shows up to the phone call like, oh my God, what, what's the matter? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's the other half of the gang, though. It's the other half. And Dennis has only just heard, he's only just heard, that her pregnant belly is so big that it makes John Candy look like Laura Flynn Boyle. Snap. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> Snap jokes. Russ, do you uh, know anything of, so first let's start with John Candy. Are you aware of John Candy? Uh, Plain Strains Automobiles, Uncle Buck. 
Spaceballs, barf. Yes, that's of true. Course. Uh, yeah, actor John Candy. Are you aware of Laura Flynn Boyle? I do not know her, but I I had to like look her up, and oh. she's just like a thin actress, I believe. Yeah, famously in Twin Peaks. Have you wa- you haven't watched Twin Peaks? Oh, I have. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's like the main person in Twin Peaks that's trying to solve the murder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and so this so John Candy big. She's little. It's not a great joke. No, not really. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if anyone younger than us really will catch that. And even even Mac is like, ah, he's talking Laura from Boyle. Jo- I think we got better jokes. I have like, another one. <laughs> Dennis <laughs> has another one, though. <laughs> I love that even Mac was is kind of like, it's not not great joke. We are, <laughs> we are, like, we're aware it's not a good joke. Uh, God, God it, damn it, you guys. I'm a teacher now. Don't you ever call me here again. I don't have time for your shit, you dumbass dickbags. <laughs> you dumbass. Dickbags. In front of like everybody at the office, and they're yeah. all staring. Uh, uh, wrong, wrong number. Wrong, yeah, wrong number. <laughs> and we get the title card, and it is a strange title for this episode. Do you think so? Because it's not a Deandra or. Well, no, almost because the D. Reynolds shaping America's youth plot sort of takes a backseat. It's, yeah. it's the least thing you remember about this episode. Sure. Absolutely, but I think it completes the joke of we just saw her wanting to be a teacher, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's presenting herself as a teacher, acting like that right, in front of right, right. other people in the school. <laughs> yeah, true. It just, it's just funny. Like, it just, it's, it's interesting what they choose to name, because there's always an A story and a B story. And it's sure. always just funny what they choose to name the, this episode about, you know? Yeah, and the lethal weapon aspect is... Like so prominent, right? Who who wouldn't just call this the Lethal Weapon Five episode? <laughs> David Hornsby. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So then, after the opening credits in Dee's classroom, after she shocks the kids with her monologue, she tells them she is going to take them to Broadway, New York. Yeah. So we get the return of Johnny Pemberton as Craig, Ray Oxius yeah, as Tyrone, and uh-huh. Tiffany Simone English as theater class student. Yeah, we get the same kids from the last time, but there's some extras like peppered throughout there that don't speak or anything. Sure. And Dee, you know, the class is starting, and Dee sits down in the chair, and she lets everyone know what happened to Dr. Myers. And I've been given some devastating news. He's taken a turn for the worst. He's uh, died. <laughs> He's taken a turn for the worst. He's died. <laughs> he broke a hip. <laughs> he took a turn for the worst. <laughs> So yeah, she delivers this like sad monologue, and she's and halfway through it, she you know she's like, and that's a monologue, and she comes <laughs> out of it. So she was lying the whole time, and even the students are like, "What's going on here?" Like, no, he's alive, very much alive, oh, very much alive, <laughs> very much alive. But that's the power of acting, you know. There's act everywhere. There's acting. <laughs> One minute dead, the next <laughs> alive, resurrection. It's all acting. It's all everything's there. It's crazy. So, yeah, everyone in the class is going to do their own monologue is what she's saying. Now, I think this this monologue thing, I think when you do this for an acting class, it is a monologue from a movie. You don't make it up like Dee's doing. Sure. I think it's like uh, you're repeating some work or giving another take on work or. Yeah. Yeah. I think sort of like embodying a real character. Yeah. Uh, but and she's they're kind of all confused about this. So Dee asks, you know, what's your favorite play? You know, what have, What has everyone seen here? Like, what, what plays has everyone seen? And it seems like no one has seen a play. Now, Eric, by the time you were in high school, have you gone to a lot of live theater? 
High school, no, live music, yes, tons sure. of live music. Live yeah. theater, I would say slim to none. I would, I don't. I would, does Disney on Ice count when I'm a child? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> hard no. Uh, no, not much. It just wasn't. Um, it wasn't a thing my parents did. It wasn't. Yeah, I something mean, anyone I knew did. Sure, so I just didn't do it. Yeah, no, same here. Well, uh, now though, now I love live theater. Well, I love live theater as in comedy, but I don't really go to see other things. Oh, really? I'm not cultured. Yeah. <laughs> we should, we, you should come sometime with me and Katie sometime. Like, we've seen a bunch of stuff. We saw the Monty Python spam a lot and, like, Hamilton and... Well, we saw, Hamilton, I, I think I'd go see. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, we tried to see a bunch of stuff. We, we saw this awesome play called The Play That Goes Wrong, and it's like about people trying to make a play that keeps falling apart as they're trying to do it. It's, it was very, very funny. Uh, it was just, Yeah, I, I love We walked out of Cats during the intermission. Oh, yeah, that I remember that story. <laughs> we left, yeah, because it was so <laughs> bad. Uh, yeah, I love live theater now. I've never been to like a theater on Broadway in New York, though, because she, when she realizes, oh, they haven't seen anything, she's going to take them. Like, I'm sure Philadelphia has shit going on. I mean, oh, it yeah. must. Sure, it's a major city. But she's going to take them all the way to Broadway, New York. That's big time. <laughs> That's big time. Like, I, yeah. we don't, we're not even that far from New York, and we don't go, or no, I don't go no, to no, Broadway, no. New York. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to take them all on the field. And they're even, at first, she, they're like, well, I'm taking you to Broadway. They don't even know what that means. Yeah, they're like, uh, you mean like in town? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. taking New York City, the crowd goes wild. We get an yeah. aw snap. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there, there's a line that someone sneaks in there that says they've got really good Chinese food. Yeah, no, I heard that. I was like, what? <laughs> that was strange. That was a <laughs> odd line. It just doesn't seem to fit. No, yeah, I know. Like pizza. They have a lot of good things in New York City. <laughs> it's known for a lot of good everything. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, the, the the place they call the greatest city in the world has all kinds of good stuff there. <laughs> odd. In the high school bathroom. The professor saves a juggalo from bullies. You get anything on our juggalos and our bullies before we we start this? Sure. Richie, our juggalo, is played by Paul Walter Hausen. He was born 1986 from Grand Rapids, Michigan. He's in Cobra Kai. I think you should leave. To Five Bloods, Reno 911, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Key and Peele, Community. And uh, he's written and produced uh, a lot of shorts. Uh, you might have seen him in a number of things, right? That's a lot He's, of good credits. I mean, yeah, a yeah. lot of good stuff. And then uh, Bully One is played by Kenny Lopez. He was in Gilmore Girls, uh, Always Sunny, of course, and Men of a Certain Age. Bully Number 2 is played by Randall Bentley. He was born 1991 from Marietta, Georgia. A uh, handful of acting credits. He was most famously on Heroes. Uh, he played one of the main characters, family members, Lyle Bennett. That rings a bell to anybody. Uh, State of Mind, Judging Amy, and Upside. The other bully is not credited. Uh, so, Ross, this is some additional information I found about about this. Now, this is under the comments section on IMDb. I don't know if you know this, Ross, but you can comment on each individual episode on IMDb and like write whatever. Oh, I thought you could just write the uh, IMDb summaries. No, there's a, there's a comment section where you could say how you felt about the episode or anything, really. Well, well I'm going to have to start posting there, too. <laughs> Yeah, I usually check it to see if anything crazy is down there. Yeah. So someone wrote, this is a comment that was left under this episode on IMDb. Cameraman John. Cameraman John makes it a, makes a cameo as bully number three. 
If you have ever wondered what does Cameraman John look like, then you are in luck. Cameraman John has a no speaking role as bully number three in the bathroom making fun of the juggalo. Wow. Good work, Eric. <laughs> no problem. That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> and if by the here... way, anybody could have written that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. I think Cameraman John did, if I'm going to be gonna honest th- about it. Yeah, yeah, if I'm going to try to figure that out, I think it might have been Cameraman John. But uh, yeah, if we if if we don't find stuff like that, Ross, what are we here for? Uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah. So all right, Cameron John is 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 uh, uh, bully number three. So yeah, they, they they're kind of pushing this kid around in here, and Charlie comes up. Hey, hey, you know what's going on? He breaks it up. Juggalos he, for life, bitch. Juggalos <laughs> now. We find out. You know, at first Charlie goes like. All right, who painted your face, kid? What's going on here? Yeah, which <laughs> which one of these guys painted your face? <laughs> it's funny to think like <laughs> that was forced upon him. Like, right, yeah, exactly. in Charlie's mind, like clearly he wouldn't do this himself. And it's that good. Imagine like someone like forcing <laughs> paint on you, and it's like that well applied. Yeah, he he was. They were able to make him sit still for that long. And so yeah, so no, he did it himself because he's a juggalo. We find out. Ross, are you familiar with juggalos? Oh, of course I am. Now, it's funny because there is a song, an ICB song called What is a Juggalo? Oh, no. So, so if you need it explained <laughs> what a Juggalo is, I, I, I would like you to refer to this. You know what? We'll we play, play it at the end. Yeah, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I wonder if people know that like after our little outro that sometimes there's hidden stuff. There's like hidden tracks or like hidden. We like put stuff after that sometimes. Like, the ver- no one's ever said anything, have they? Yeah, a few episodes ago, I put like a, a blooper of... Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, the gang buys a boat. <laughs> yeah, I've done bloopers and stuff, or just I'll do like weird edits sometimes. I like, I, like I had one of you reading the names of the waitresses and Dennis's oh, yeah. tape thing just a <laughs> long for a long time. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll play. We'll play ICP song. What is a juggalo? Absolutely. Uh, do, do you ever do you ever listen to ICP? You ever mess with ICP a little bit? Um, I think I'm probably familiar with Miracles just because of what it is. It's a yeah. hilarious song, but no, not really. Back in high school, I used to listen to ICP a little bit. I was, you know, I was still trying to figure out what was going on with my music. Really, no, I would say they're not my style now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did kind of listen to them a little bit. I had some friends that like really liked them and stuff. So yeah, they were like a, they were in the rotation. They were around. I, I listened to a couple albums. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I never would have picked you for listening to that. Listen. Yeah. I mean, I, back in the were you just? I was just trying everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All yeah. My friends, no, I get it. Yeah. But I, it, I feel like it, friends of friends would have listened to this, but yeah. Not, yeah. But it didn't stick. It's one of those things that didn't. Of stick. course. Yeah. I had a friend who like would just say he despised rap music. He would always say how much he hated rap music, but he loved ICP. And I was like, it is rap. It is rap music. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no other way around it. I don't know why it. you don't. Like, there <laughs> it, is, is. it is rap music. Like it, it, it's, it, it's. I wouldn't call it maybe not hip hop exactly, but it's rap for sure. I mean, yeah, sure, rap, just different uh, style. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, that's a t- that's a tangent. Uh, so yeah, so he's a juggalo, and they and juggalo, and the, if people don't know out there, that the insane clown posse, they paint their faces in these like clown motifs. Yeah, yeah, they look like uh, clown mimes, and their fans like do as well when they go to the shows and this, like whatever. They also do. yeah, they have a, a wild following. I mean, I'm oh sure yeah, people are vaguely familiar with Insane Clown Posse. We've got to have a juggalo or two that listen to us. Got to. Yeah, if you're a juggalo and you listen to us, give us a woot on Instagram. <laughs> I've had Fago. It's pretty good. I've had a Fago too. It's <laughs> it's like. 
they have some wild flavors. I mean, also it's not for, for those, me. It's uh, but awful. Also, for those that don't know, f- the soda company Fago and ICP are strangely interconnected. Oh yeah, they're one in one. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so you know, the, yeah, he did this himself, and you know what? Charlie wants everyone to leave because he's going to talk to the clown on his own. Yeah, he sized you guys up. He stripped you down. He's not impressed, big tough guys. Big, <laughs> big tough, tough guys. guys. Big tough guys. Uh, yeah, so they, they, they take off. He's going to talk to the clown alone. Okay, what's going on with the clown makeup? <laughs> He's sticking out like a sore thumb. And, yeah, he explains that, you know, it's the insane clown posse. Okay, and uh, why don't you, know, you, you gonna... just stick with your insane clown people <laughs> yeah, and you won't get jumped? <laughs> yeah, but uh, it turns out he doesn't have any friends. He has no real friends, it turns out. <sighs> Shit, man. I lost all my friends, too. Yeah, Charlie kind of sees himself here a little bit. Yeah, reason. yeah, yeah. He sees himself uh, the same situation since he's been dumped by the guys. So he, um, but he, so he basically says, "I got your back. You want to wear the makeup? I got your back." He seems to think he has some sort of like you won't get jumped, like his word or like he's you know what I mean? Like he's gonna protect him. Yeah, like he has some sort of like he's got a six. <laughs> Charlie's got uh, a six. And uh, but you know he's not allowed to wear he's not allowed to wear the makeup yet he is wearing it right now. I know. <laughs> How does that work? I don't know. It's strange. Like, <laughs> I'm not allowed to wear it. It's like well, but you're wearing it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it is odd because <laughs> I thought of the same thing. I'm like, uh, well, he is. What he what was preventing him? Yeah, I don't know. He's not he's not allowed to wear it, and that that's bullshit. That that's not good. That is bullshit. Uh, but it's his lucky day because the professor took an interest. I love the way Charlie delivers that. <laughs> like a superhero. Because the professor just took an interest in you. The professor. It's, I wish you would go back to that persona sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun. So then at the bar, Dennis, Frank, and Mac are bored. So Dennis suggests they do reshoots for their home movie, Lethal Weapon 5. Then they proceed to have an incredibly racist conversation. I'm bored to tears. Let's go harass Charlie and Dee. We don't need Charlie and D to have fun, okay? We can figure out something to do without them. Hey, you know, guys, now might be a good time to do our Lethal Weapon 5 reshoots. Why would we do reshoots on that? That movie was perfect. Yeah, I was great in it, and my villain was very evil. Yeah, no, you did a great job, Frank. I'm not talking about that. Your villain was amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm referring more to the blackface of it all. What's wrong with the blackface? Well, I seriously regret switching parts with you halfway through and letting you play Murtaugh. In blackface. I feel like it was in very poor taste in retrospect. I think it was in poor taste that you were doing Murtaugh in whiteface. I mean, for God's sakes, Dennis, what message does that send? A lot of great actors have done blackface. Oh, yeah, oh you know, there's countless examples of uh, very classy actors doing, doing blackface. Let's see, we've got the great C. Thomas Howell in, in, in Soul Man. Uh, we've got the Wayans Brothers in, in White Chicks. That was a very tasteful example of reverse blackface. Okay, those are bad examples, okay? There's tons of good examples of old movies with... Okay. Frank, help me out. Look, Lawrence you... Olivier in Othello. Lawrence Olivier in Othello, dude. That's like the classiest actor of Perfect. all time. Yeah, but I guarantee you there were some black people that were working on that movie that were like, hey, man, what that white man doing? Come on, that ain't right. Get a black man. Okay, so hold what on. What kind of voice You're is doing that? a black voice and that's not racist? That, I'm just saying that's how black people talk. That's not racist. So you would do a black guy with a black voice, but not a black guy with a black face? I don't have a problem at all with doing a black voice. Doing yeah, a black voice. That's just a, that's an so accurate I don't understand that, dude. I'm just saying it's just about doing it tastefully, okay? Yeah, and you gotta make the lips funny. Oh yeah, no, 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 what? You have to be funny. The lips it's not have about to be funny. outlined. 
Lisa, it's not what, about what, being funny at all, okay? It's about to, oh my God, I'm getting pissed off, You can't off, do the right? voice without the lips. Okay, all right, everybody calm down. Clearly, we're not gonna come to any conclusions here today, so let's move past it, let's do something else. Oh, you're right. We can find something to do, let's just figure it out. Let's just figure it out, let's put our heads together. Come on, think, think. So yeah, I think this scene, or at least the argument between Mac and Dennis, is sort of the crux of this whole back half of this episode. Yes. And there's it, a lot of a lot to do with this conversation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they all have sort of their own angle and take. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because Dennis Dennis is basically Dennis's position is all blackface is racist across the board. That's Dennis's Correct. position. But he also thinks black voices are okay. Right, let's not even get there yet. Let's do this. Well, we I have know. to state each character's position here. Right, right, right. The, the voice, right. right. <laughs> it's like a little bump in Dennis's Because it, it almost seems like it's okay, and then no, it's not. You're still wrong. Well, they still have to be douchebags. You know what I mean? Like, they still yeah, have they still to, have to be, be wrong to some degree. To some degree, yeah. Or it's just not funny. If they're not wrong, then it's not funny, you know? Mm-hmm. So if so so Dennis's position though, but basically across the board, blackface is racist. And Mac's position is some of it can be, but right. if it's done like with I don't even know what he like if it's done with I don't know, like uh Well, I I think we're splitting hairs between um Frank and Mac's position. So Frank is an older guy, so his yeah. perception of blackface it comes from that like early nineteen hundreds like caricature stuff. Yeah, that crazy. So crazy that's what shit, his yeah. take on blackface is. That's what right. is blackface to him. Right. However, like Mac thinks that's offensive because it's like cartoonish. You know? Right, because Mac, Mac is saying and like if you do it like 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 an actor is portraying tastefully or something, but I gotta say Mac is wrong. The whole idea is they're all wrong. Then cast a black person. <laughs> yes, the, the whole idea is that's the whole idea. Like the, the, the idea is like did like that when they bring up Othello, Alonso uh, Olivier and Othello, sure. just cast a black person then. Yeah. If this guy is black, <laughs> then cast the black person. Like, I don't. Like, like, it seems like a lot of extra work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like just to be racist, it's like so much more work. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's but yeah. So they start off here and they're they're bored. They're and they're Frank is arranging nuts here on the middle. of the Oh, table. I noticed that. Like to 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 be the degree of that boredom is like yeah, <laughs> pretty telling. They want Frank suggests going to bother Charlie and D. But it seems Mac wants to sort of break away from their from like having to rely on them, I guess. Yeah, the, he says like, "Oh, we can create our own version of fun. We don't need them around to have fun." Well, you know what? Right now would be a perfect time for the Lethal Five, Lethal Weapon Five reshoot. So, uh, Lethal Weapon Five, he mentioned in the Marie Ponderosa. Sure, this episode. was like at the beginning of uh, the season. The, the season. Yeah, so, he made a little hint that they they rec- they made some sort of movie called Lethal Weapon Five. And even then, he was against how it was done. He did mention the blackface, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he wants to do reshoots. So essentially, cut that out is what he wants to do. But why but, why why would he want to do reshoots? That movie is perfect. I wish perfect. he did that. The I know. <laughs> Brought that back. <laughs> and Frank thought he was really good as a villain, very evil. You know, it's and he was good, and Dennis agrees he was good. And you know what's funny about when he says like the villain? Do you know when? Do, do you know what his name is? Yes, 
Well, it's, how uh, did you figure it out? His name? Because uh, Dennis's character calls him it. At, right at the end, right? The when end. He kicks him. Yeah, she near the Lazarus. end. Near the end, like it, and I know you, <laughs> the whole time you don't know this guy's name. You don't really <laughs> know anybody's name. Charlie's characters <laughs> never have names. Well, like Chief Lazarus, like you don't even like like, and you can get it can get lost because he's like pushing him into like the into the electric thing. So it's like you can yeah. even get lost in the muffle of like I'm like they don't say like in my notes I just say the villain until I realize oh his name is Lazarus <laughs> Chief Lazarus. It's kind of like that Antonio. Uh, that's another thing we're going to bring up later, the Native American face, which is also happening sure. in this episode. Yeah, it's just as bad. Oh, yeah, terrible. Uh, so, yeah, so his villain was pretty good, but you, but Dennis wants to address, you know, the black face of it all. Because he's not fan. He doesn't, he doesn't, but, you know, they, they get this argument here about... It's offensive to do it in white face, which is so stupid. Like, just do like you're playing the like. Just, right. Like, I knew who Dennis was without him being in blackface. Like when he was, he did a really good Murtha. Also, why can't there just be two like white guys in the movie? Why can't well, the I mean, sequel like well, we're, go, we're going so far removed from the original <laughs> movie that it could well, be its own version of a movie? I just guess, do the same but, style. But they're they're doing like a continuation, so they are Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. That's, sure, you know what I mean. They are those two characters. I mean, but yeah, so they get in this this argument back and forth about about you know what is it racist and is it not racist, and uh, and Max trying to think of like tasteful uh, portrayals, but like as well, anyone who can't defend their own argument, <laughs> their own bad argument can't provide any he he leans on frank to provide some examples but then but they but dennis actually is the one that goes you know what I, I, okay yeah sure some examples and he brings up c thomas howell and soul man are you aware of c thomas howell and soul man um i i didn't watch the movie i i've never seen the movie i'm yeah, sort of just hearing about what? it now this movie's but from 1927 you're gonna sit down and watch a movie from 1927 not ever <laughs> I don't have the time. I don't have the time to watch. Oh the no! I'm sorry, I I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's. The, uh, uh, the, I think it's the, 87, the, right? Yeah. I was, uh, let me do that again. Yeah. There's no reason to watch this movie. Did you look up the? Did you look up the like synopsis? What this movie's about? It's insane. Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I I did watch like an interview where Spike Lee being interviewed, and they asked him questions. Really? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought it was interesting, and I I find. Um, him to be like a very interesting guy. I'd love oh, to totally. watch more interviews with him. But um he did say like it was kind of like doing that is like not even necessary and it's just, just like I don't know, insulting to the people working on the show and like you know what I mean? It's just it's just not good. I don't know. Yeah, it's not yeah, worth the time. Yeah, you know, this is the synopsis of this movie. C. Thomas Howell styles st- C. Thomas Howell stars as Mark, a white lost law school student who takes tanning pills to appear black in order to qualify for a scholarship only to meet and fall in love with Sarah the black woman who would have gotten the scholarship if not for him that's what that movie's about oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and I guess you know I read more into it and like he learns that like racism actually exists and all this stuff like well can't you do that with a black person you can't like you can't yeah, of show that racism exists with a black person. Like it's gonna be a white person in black. It's crazy. And I actually even watched the trailer. It's so oh, nuts. No. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't seem good. No, dude. It's, that's like, I, I didn't even heard of this movie. Have you heard of this movie before? No, no, no. Of course I, I not. I didn't even heard of it until this joke here. <laughs> and then he also brings in the Waynes Brothers and White Chicks, a movie I have heard of. In fact, I've seen. Oh, you you've seen this? I have, way back in the day, yes. Okay, I've never seen it. I don't even know if it is funny. There's a there's a new podcast on the Comedy Bang Bang. I don't know if anyone li- listens to Comedy Bang Bang out there. There's another podcast, but they have this Comedy Bang Bang world new sort of, uh, you know, it's kind of like Patreon where you have to kind of like sign up and do it. And there's a new podcast called Scott Hasn't Seen with Scott Oh, these Hoffman. are, okay. I, I have heard chick. of this. They did White Chicks recently. Oh, nice. It's pretty fun. I, I, the comedy Bing Bing world, I, th- I think, is worth it just for the bananas for banana, bonanas for bonanza. And, uh, <laughs> Your Scott second time seen. plugging that. <laughs> it's very funny. I feel like Scott Hasn't Seen has to be so funny. Yeah, of course, with Sean Diston. Oh, yeah. And, and Comedy Bang Bang has been on fire lately. Yeah, Comedy Bang, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so, the, yeah, the Waynes Brothers, they dress as, like, white women in that movie, white chicks. It's not a good example, even for Dennis. No. <laughs> I think he's just trying to look for something in reverse. And and Mac even agrees those were bad. Those are bad. Yeah, that that's bad examples of bad blackface. That's not good. He also agrees that those aren't good, but then... And then Frank brings up Lawrence Olivier in Othello. Are you aware of Lawrence Olivier in Othello? No, I've never actually seen uh, Othello. So no, nah, me. Either. I mean, I but that guy's like the classiest actor of all time. Is he? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's what Max says. <laughs> and they hold classy as a uh, as high stakes. Yeah, it's important yeah. that things are classy. Apparently, Othello is a 1965 film uh, based on the Shakespeare play mm-hmm. Othello. That I'm aware uh, of. Yeah, but uh, it, you know, it's basically uh, you know, it's basically just the the, the stage record stage filming of that play. And I guess Othello was supposed to be black, so instead of casting a black person, they painted this guy up. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, even the way you just said, like, he painted him up, like, it just sounds so crazy. <laughs> That's what they did. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I know. Uh, Dennis doesn't think that the, the Lawrence Olivier Othello example really holds up because he feels, you know, there's probably there probably was a black person on that set that didn't appreciate that. And he proceeds to use a black voice. Yeah, he's doing a black voice, which he finds acceptable. <laughs> and Mac is like, whoa, so hold on. If even Frank is like, what kind of voice is that? Like, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? Yeah, like, this, that's so unnecessary to launch into a voice like that. You know what I mean? And that's like, <laughs> it's it's like, very unexpected. Yeah, it's very for this scene. But apparently, you know, he, he, he doesn't have a problem with doing a black voice, but he does have a problem with doing blackface. And, you know, they're both not great. Yeah, and Dennis says uh, it, it's just... That's how black people talk. That's not racist, which right. is well, that's very racist much that's racist. What say. Yeah, that's what yeah. racist people say. I mean, that's what they say. I mean, but that's to the whole point. <laughs> to say this, to like emphasize like it's not racist is like <laughs> the part that made me laugh. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> so. You know, and, and, and Mac again says, no, it's about, you know, if it's tasteful, if it's done tastefully is what Mac is trying to, trying to put out there. Yeah. And Frank says some unfortunate things about 
old timey blackface, way before not what Mac is referring to. Right, and this is where like Frank's stance of like that again old timey reference to what blackface was is this like cartoonish idea of like of like real dark. Like, like a white person painted really dark with these big cartoon like, cl- like is that why ICP the clown makeup is that some sort of like is there some sort of connection that we're supposed to be making to what to the why ICP like he's got the ICP face paint I, I think the face paint is a, a good a good way to tie in the blackface to Charlie's story and D's story yeah I guess it's just. Cause like this, this, this. What Frank is picturing is like, a, is this like clownish? It's like so clownish the look. You yeah, that's I mean? true. Yeah, very true. So yeah, Frank says this unfortunate things about the lips being funny, but both even Mac and Dennis both are like, whoa, 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 whoa. like no, yeah. like that's not no. That's not what we're talking about here. Extremely racist. Mac is getting really pissed off. <laughs> yeah. That's okay though. Forget it. they're gonna forget it. They're not gonna solve anything. They're gonna find something else to do, which we find out they do not. <laughs> <laughs> Their thoughts are very <laughs> limited. <laughs> Once they get on a topic, I mean, they kind of do. Like when they get on a topic, they have to see it through. It's it's kind of I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of wild sometimes because their level of concentration, as we talked about before, isn't great. But sometimes no. they really do focus and nail something. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, like when they put on like musicals and stuff, where they like do the opening acted like to the, <laughs> the beauty pageant and stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? like they see it through. <laughs> so then, at the high school in the principal's office, Dee is attempting to schedule a field trip as Charlie comes in and asks Prin- Principal McIntyre if Richie the Juggalo can paint his face. So yeah, Dee's in here talking about taking the kids to New York. They're pretty excited. She wants to talk hotel rooms. But she's a sub, so <laughs> should she be taking children across state lines? I don't know. Russ, you substitute a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, that's true. I would say my experience is most like uh, Charlie's. I'm just like kind of walking around being like, hey, what's going on? Like, I kind of <laughs> took that on a little bit, that persona of like, hey, what's going on? Hope the GPA is up. Like, just being like overly positive in like a weird way. You You didn't tell a classroom full of kids that the previous teacher had died? Well, I mean, I did the first day, but they got over it. Did you ever go on a field trip? No, no, no. No, that's like... I, I wasn't allowed to take the kids across <laughs> state lines. Have you ever gone... Have you ever been on a field trip across state lines? No. Yeah. <laughs> I did, actually. You did? Yeah, we went to New York. Yeah. Broadway? No, uh, no, we didn't go to Broadway. What did we do in New York? It's a good question. <laughs> Why did we wow. go? We kind of just walked around. I'm, I remember uh, we went to the remember TRL, Total Request Live. Oh, no way. You went there? Yeah, we went outside and we were like holding signs up. Like You know how like, you could see people outside and stuff like while it was filming? And you were holding like, a sign? Yeah, we were holding signs. <laughs> yeah. you, you were like, I love you, Carson Daly? Or? No, this was back when we used to break dance. It was like me, Carlos, Andrew, my old breakdancing crew. Oh, so it was like spider crew signs? and Well, we're the, we're the body rockers. But oh, the yeah, body we, rockers. I'm sorry. We we had a sign that said, do you like breakdancing, baby? Like, <laughs> and and, and, and we're hoping like, oh, there's a breakdancer. Let's get them up here. They'll breakdance for us. We were hoping that's what would happen, but it didn't. You missed your, <laughs> you missed your big break. But yeah, that's the only that's the only thing I remember from that field trip. I don't remember why we were there. <laughs> I'm sure it was important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so and, and Principal McIntyre back here. This is Dave Foley back as Principal McIntyre. 
And he doesn't think that a sub should be taken uh, children across state lines. Plus, they don't really have a budget for these things. And if he did have a budget, he probably wouldn't give it to someone he just met. I would never, and I would emphasize never. <laughs> Maybe the most reasonable person on this show ever. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I I find his, his scenes so funny just because he's being polite about putting up with them a little bit. Right. Yeah. Like like like, like we, they they meet a lot of other people, but you you slowly start to realize like this whole world is full of crazy people. Like even the people they interact with are usually crazy to some extent. Yeah. Exactly. But not not this guy. He's so <laughs> no no. He's like he's an actual principal. He's like <laughs> I'm just trying to do my job. I thought I'd uh, put my neck out there and give you guys a job you seem like you have positive attitudes like and this is where charlie comes in knock 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 he comes in with with richie and he's not saying like hey what's up the d he puts her in a headlock yeah am i interrupting they both say yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, very, that's very funny oh and so d, you know each other and d's trying to say no like she's trying to be like oh, we're best we friends <laughs> oh best friends excellent he says excellent <laughs> And Charlie's here because he's he's been you know mentoring a ch- a kid lately. He just started mentoring a kid. Really, that's that's odd because you're a janitor. He just goes, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he's got he's got Richie, and he's, and he's asking on behalf of Richie if he could wear his juggler makeup. Uh, juggalo, bro. Oh, it's right, juggalo makeup. Uh, in school. It's some sort of clown posse. I figured you and I were getting tight enough that maybe I can come here and ask that he be allowed to wear his makeup in school. And it turns out, no, you know, there's a hard policy, no makeup, which makes sense. No wiggle room there. Yeah, no wiggle room. And Charlie accepts this, though. He just accepts it. (laughs) All right. He's like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll take him to the locker room, lather him up real good. I'll strip off all these silly-ass clothes. I'll... I'll get him sparkling kid, brand new kid for you. Bring him right back. And Charlie and, and Richie's going like, no, like, what? what? <laughs> nah, no, he's nah. going like, nah. Like, what's going on here? You're right. He's a big man. He can bathe himself, right? Right, Rich? Yeah, he's yeah, of course, yeah. So Rather gonna, you not do that either. He's, yeah, he doesn't want to do that either. <laughs> but so he's gonna bathe himself. But Charlie's gonna watch, <laughs> which is way weirder. So back at the bar, Dennis, Frank, and Mac scroll through pictures of actors in blackface and proceed to have a racist conversation. Okay, there it is. Al Jolson and a jazz singer. How is that not racist to you? Okay, what? This that... is a terrible example of blackface. This guy isn't even trying to look like a real person. Well, well he almost got the mouth right. See, that's what I'm saying about the lips. They the lips be... are the most offensive part. Look, the guy is bugging his eyes out like a cartoon character. Okay, this is racist as shit. All blackface is racist, Mac, and that is the point I'm trying to make. You just cannot cast a white man as a black man and paint his face black. Mm. You can't do it. They're actors. They're trying to create an illusion. You know, in the Lord of the Rings movie, Ian McKellen plays a wizard. Do you think he goes home at night and shoots laser beams into his boyfriend's asshole? I don't think so, dude. Tom Cruise is a midget, all right? But he plays guys that are normal size in movies, yeah, right? But again, nobody's buying that either. Okay, look, look at this. This is Laurence Olivier and Othello. Mm-hmm. And this is James Earl Jones. Now look at how close they look. Look at that. James Earl Jones doing a great blackface. James Earl Jones has a blackface. He's a black man. He's not black. James of course Earl he's Jones. black. What? He, he was Darth Vader. Uh, Darth Vader was black? See, no. okay, there we Darth go. Darth Vader was not black. They took the mask off. He was white. I mean, I'm telling you, look, look, we got to agree on this. 
The whole idea is getting the right color shoe polish. Oh, no, Frank, if you're starting with shoe polish, you're starting off on the wrong foot, buddy. No way. Shoe polish, come on. And he's on your side. Stop arguing for me, okay? Oh, I got it. Hold on, this is D. Let, let's... Hey, hey, D, uh, can you weigh in on something for us? We're trying to... Hey, no, no time. Uh, listen, I need you to do something for me. Can you clear out the bar? Because I'm going to bring some students from the classroom by, and we're going to screen a movie there. Why? Because I'm... I need these kids to respect me, you know, and I want to show them how cool I am. So, plus, I feel like this would be a really good opportunity oh, to, 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 to show off the fact that we're This is an opportunity to screen Lawrence Olivier's Othello movie. You know, then we can get an audience to weigh in. That's not a bad idea. We can really take the temperature on this with a large group. Yeah, kids are honestly shit. Yeah. Hi, hello? Yeah, 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 Dee, we're on it. We'll, we'll take care of the movie. No, no, you're not taking care of the movie. You're not railroading me on this, okay? This is my thing, it's my movie. Don't, I'll do the movie. No, Dee, it's a classic, okay? It's Shakespeare, Othello, Laurence Olivier, come on. Othello? Huh? I'm sorry, I have to apologize. That's actually a really good idea. Ooh, plus, give me the opportunity. Okay, enough of that. Guys, let's get set up for a screening. All right. Yeah, All right. <laughs> So this clip here, they, they sort of set up this laptop. They obviously could not drop this idea. And they set up this laptop here, and they're going through pictures trying to prove points here. Right. And the first one they bring up is Al Josen and the Jazz Singer. Mm-hmm. How familiar are you with Al Josen and the Jazz Singer? Uh, <laughs> zero. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Straight uh, zero. Good. Um, from from what I could tell, he was trying to um, uh, bring awareness to uh, black lives and uh, his Jewishness. I guess it just didn't come off. You're talking about Al Josen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the jazz singer, the 19... This is a crazy story, too. Like, You think that story about that guy with, like, doing the getting the scholarship or whatever is crazy? <laughs> that, that was so stupid. <laughs> The Jazz Singers, a 1927 American musical drama. The film depicts the fictional story of Jackie Robinowitz, Robinowitz, a young man who defies the traditions of his devout Jewish family. After singing popular tunes in a beer garden, he is punished by his father, prompting Jackie to run away from home. Some years later, now calling himself Jack Robin, he has become a talented jazz singer performing in blackface. He attempts to build a career as an entertainer, but his professional ambitions ultimately come in conflict with the demands of his home and heritage. So this guy become like he's so in this move in this movie, mm-hmm. he is a white person who's painting himself black with also within the reality of this movie. Like he's not a black person. He's not supposed to be a black per- person at all at any point. He's a white person who's pretending to be black. Wow. It's crazy. It, it, it is <laughs> It yeah, it's so, not great. It's not great. It's not great. It's just not great. <laughs> like, I, you, no matter what he was trying to do, <laughs> it's just... Like, I, it just, it just, it just, it just, it's wild. The jazz thing. It's just like, it's just, it's so crazy. And we see a photo of Al, jo- jo- Al Jolson in the the makeup. And it's, right. And how is that as, as racist to you? Right, exactly. This is, ra- and Mac even, even Mac points out, yeah, it is racist. He's not even trying to look like a real person. But, I mean, it's true. It's like very cartoonish. He's like bugging out his eyes a bit. I don't know. It's just it doesn't even make sense. It's racist as shit. <laughs> yeah, it's racist as shit, as they put it. Yeah, it's racist as shit, as Dennis says. It's racist as shit. No, Max says that actually. Yeah, Max is the one that says Ma- it. Yeah, yeah, it's Max racist as shit. That. And Dennis says like all blackface is racist. That Max. That's, that's his point. point of trying to that's make. That's the point. Yes, that's the point. Yeah, and 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 Mac and this is where Frank brings up the lips again. 
And yes. they try to explain them. No, the lips are the most offensive part. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frank is just so out there uh, with this. But and, Max and tries to defend it as like, oh, they're actors. They're trying to create an illusion. Yeah, but what Mac is not understanding is that black people exist to be cast in these roles. Right. <laughs> you already have you the perfect candidate. To you don't dis- have yeah, to go need- invent them. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't need to suspend your disbelief or like create create the illusion. They exist. They actually exist. You don't need a, a, an illusion. And so exactly. That, that, so yeah, that's the point that he's missing. He he's missing. But yeah, but so he, but he brings up Ian McKellen as an example. Ian McKellen from Lord of the Rings. Sure. You know he's not zapping lightning bolts up his boyfriend's ass or anything. Oh. Um, do you know anything about Ian McKellen or anything? No, I'm assuming he's a gay man. Yeah, is he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But still, his example does not hold up. I mean, it does, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I, Max <laughs> trying to like what Mac is trying to say. Well, yeah, because <laughs> it's Cause not a one-for-one comparison. It's not. Like, and then he, ma- he mentions Tom Cruise. He, d- he makes some disparaging marks about Tom Cruise being short. Yes, but he plays a normal guy, a <laughs> normal-sized man in movies. Right. I, I-, I love Dennis' response to him, like, yeah, but no one's buying that either. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. You know, I never, like, I guess Tom Cruise is supposed to be short, but he doesn't Yeah, I think he's, like, short, maybe, like, 5'7 or something. Is that short because I'm 5'7"? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess in Hollywood, maybe that is short. Or That sucks. I don't know. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's just, yeah, but yeah, no one's buying that either, that he's, so, you know, he's supposed to be a regular-sized person. This is where they, they bring up another picture, mm-hmm. and it's a Lawrence Olivier and Othello. Back to, to Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, back to Lawrence Olivier. It's the only example Matt can get. He has. I know. <laughs> and it's a movie from 1927. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, Othello. No, no, no. Uh, the the Jazz Singers of 1927. Othello's from 1965. Still, though. Yeah, still way too old to really be <laughs> proving your point. And, um, he, he does yeah. So he and has it, a side-by-side of Lawrence Olivier and James Earl Jones. Now, look how close they look. What point is Mac trying to make here? Mac's trying to say, like, look, like, like, J- Olivia Lawrence Olivier looks like a real person, looks like a real black person. Again, he's missing the point that real black people exist and can do this as well. Right. But but he's trying to say that yes, you know, this is like this is tasteful because he actually does look like a black person. And he doesn't, in my opinion. No, he doesn't. And I I <laughs> wish that would, I wish Dennis in his defense argument or his rebuttal to that would be like there are black people that can act, but yeah, he just says would- you can't. Uh, have a white person play a black person. So, uh, but Frank is like, wow, like, look at this. Like, he points out that James, you know, first of all, do you know anything about James Earl Jones? This yeah, of the, course I know who James Earl Jones well, is. Well, hold on a second. Why are, they re- re- why are they comparing him to James Earl Jones of all people? Well, yeah, that was my I, concept. Like, uh, Lawrence Olivia and James Earl Jones, I don't, I don't get the, they're two different people. <laughs> like, they're not going to look alike no matter what. I don't get the, <laughs> plus, Lawrence Olivia is a black face. It looks ridiculous. And, I don't know. I, I don't know why they pick him. Like it's so strange to just pick James Earl Jones. I guess but, father Darth Vader joke. It might be yeah, but that. the Darth Vader joke, by the way, I thought was really funny. Well, that Darth Vader joke's been done a lot. That like, really? Oh, he's a black guy. And he's not a black guy. Like everyone thinks he's a black. Yeah, the whole. Oh, like, okay. I'm a, sorry. I never heard that one, but I I did think that was so funny because Frank seems so genuinely confused. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, like his level of confusion is so like. What are you talking about? Like he like he knows. 
<laughs> right. So yeah. So the, they get. Uh, so yeah, they get James. So what do you know about James Earl Jones though? Other than he's just the Star Wars guy and he pops up in things. Uh, he was in the Sandlot. The Sandlot. I mean, he's in the Sandlot. Wasn't he in the Sandlot? Uh, I don't know. In his credits, he, he plays the guy that lives over the fence. Oh, does he? Yeah, that's James Earl Jones. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them doing that, but I don't really remember who the actor was. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Oh, I know, me too. But it was a good one. So they, they with um, when Frank points out like, oh yeah, this, like look at this James Earl Jones. He, James Earl Jones, he's doing a great blackface. Is what Frank points out here. <laughs> Because Frank thinks these are two people in blackface, I guess, is what Frank thinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's a side-by-side of two people doing blackface. Um, but he's a black man. So, I mean, <laughs> I love when Dennis gets like, mad like this. <laughs> he is a black man. <laughs> like, what are you like, talking about? <laughs> he was Darth <laughs> Vader. He was Darth Vader. And even, even then Matt kind of thinks for a second and goes, what, Darth Vader was black? <laughs> like, yeah, like, like he what, dressed what, in black. I think it was... Yeah, but what is even like? Let's say Darth Vader was black. What is Max saying? I have no idea. What is that? Does that help his point somehow? <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> there no, is no they, point. When they took when they took the mask off, he was white. He was a white guy. So he mm-hmm. thinks that the voice, like the, Darth Vader, is played by David Prowse. This guy, David Prowse, and they li- sure. they later dubbed in James Earl Jones. I, sure. And, I, and I'm I'm pretty positive. David Prowse did not know that was going to happen. Like, he did all the lines. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think James Earl Jones crushes the voice. Like, oh, it's so, goodness, like, deep dude, and, on. like, it's scary yeah. when you're a kid. Yeah, definitely. Totally, yeah. It really sounds like a voice modulator. Like, he's, like, doing, like, a voice modulator tone yeah. to his voice. Like, so I'm, I'm sure they added maybe some effect, but. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, they they they're having this this argument about Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader's you know turns out to be a white guy. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Just Frank does another like Frank is the worst in this episode. Frank is really bad with the shoe yeah. polish. Like come I mean, on, he goes from bad to worse. Yeah, like and then like he wants the right color shoe polish. This is almost something like you would say. Knowing it would you were racist, somebody. yeah, like saying it on purpose, <laughs> like you were trying you're to be racist, like you're trying to be racist, like shoe polish, like what? What century is this? Like, what are you talking about? Ugh. It's it, that was like the one I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't love that. I didn't that love that. That in the lips, I just yeah, it was a two. Yeah, this is not great because he because he's father, really. Yeah, this is where they get a phone call. Matt gets a Dennis gets a little phone call here, and it's D. And first, he wants D to help them settle this like argument that they're having. But can you clear out the bar for me? Because I need to bring some students from the classroom by. We're gonna screen a movie there. This sparks a great idea. What better way to settle their argument is to like get the reaction of an audience. So they're gonna play Othello and see if that how the the kids react to the blackface. Right? Is that basically the idea? Yeah, but the whole time D's talking, she's talking up a storm, and they're like, "Ah, oh, don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna do it." Lawrence yeah. Olivier, Othello. But she doesn't want like, them taking her stuff because they all. She yeah, she is sort of like whoa, okay, all right. But she doesn't like when they take her stuff. Yeah, they're 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 taking her stuff. <laughs> they right do that now. a lot. <laughs> but like they say the right thing to her. So yeah, she's into it, but they hang up on her, and they're like, oh yeah, let's get the let's get the the bar prepped for a screening. So then at the bar, the gang reunites along with D's class, and they get ready to watch Lethal Weapon Five. So Charlie comes in here with Richie, introduces his friend here, Richie, Juggalo for life. 
Hey, Richie, these are the guys. Say hello. <laughs> Juggle for life. Yep. Um, <laughs> Max, like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drop it with the whole juggalo thing. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> like Charlie says. <laughs> You're embarrassing uh, me. So yeah, they, they, they're in a, they're. Dee's knows everyone's stoked that they're in a bar, and you know, but you know, it's keeping on the down low. She's like addressing the the the, the crowd here. I've been you know, in a bar before. Uh no no you she says no you haven't no, you I've haven't. been in this bar before so <laughs> now uh, that's so funny it's so funny because we know that there's a underage drinking episode yeah sure and like but even like you know they're, <laughs> they're not the best no yeah I've been in this bar before <laughs> and she's like oh, all right just whatever <laughs> she's gonna introduce Othello they're gonna they're gonna watch uh William Shakespeare's Othello. And Charlie tells Richie, oh, you know, this is Shakespeare. It might be kind of boring. Yeah, so even Charlie's, like, not in the know, and it's a big surprise for everybody. Why, why is, like, Charlie even here with Richie? That is a great question. So this is, like, after hours? This can't be during the day, right? Uh, I mean, is it that same night, that same day? It must be, right? It could be, yeah. So then we see the opening to Lethal Weapon 5 intercut with reactions from the audience. So the movie starts here. It's a loading, you know, loading some with guns. With the screen countdown. The screen countdown, yeah, the classic movie screen countdown. And we get some loading guns, some shooting, and some explosions. Yeah, Lethal and the Weapon title, 5. Lethal Weapon 5. And everyone's like, whoa, you get a nice reaction, whatever. And <laughs> this is a much more modern take on blackface, so it's better to gauge everyone's reaction. It's kind of what they're thinking, the gang. It's the most direct way to clear up our argument. And we get this like we get we get it intercut with the ep- the thing starting. We get this like eighties like music, like this like guitar music that would open a movie and this long shot of the city. This is how like all movies in the eighties opened. Yeah, we get that like sunset, cityscape. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, like and it's so long starring. for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so long too. It's Mac. so long. So it's starting back now. I watched the full fifteen minute video that they made here. Mm-hmm. This, without the intercut, you know, to like anything else besides the whole movie. Sure. So this is, you know, it says what it says, starring Mac, you know, Dennis, whatever. It says how, who, everyone that the, uh, Mac, it's just Mac too, no last name. <laughs> yeah, we get our Dennis Reynolds, a Frank Reynolds, a Charlie Kelly, and a Mac. And what we don't <laughs> see, but if you, what we don't see is it's also with Artemis Dubois. Oh, now, wow. do we know we that Artemis, name? do we know that Artemis' last name is Dubois? No. They even on the commentary when they watch it, they mention Dubois, Artemis Dubois. They say her full name. Oh wow, that's a, that's so, so weird because we, we it's never really referred to ever again. No. The, Dubois. Wow. D u b o i s. Dubois. No, I think it's Dubois. He says Dubois in the commentary. Oh my bad. Uh, Artemis Artemis Dubois, and make it also there's also credit makeup by Dennis Reynolds. Music by Charlie Kelly, stunt coordinated by Mac. No. <laughs> so appropriate. Now this is my favorite one. Edited by Josh Drisco, which is the actual editor for Always Sunny. <laughs> Wigs by Artemis Dubois and set PA Rickety Cricket is now, what the full ca- credits are. Now at the at the end, I know I'm skipping time, but. Love scene choreography. Yeah, do you say by that too, Frank yeah. Reynolds? That is in the movie. Yeah, that part is actually yeah. Love scene. Yeah, 
I love the, the the edited by Josh Driscoll, probably the guy who really did edit this. <laughs> yeah, he probably put himself in there like screw it. I don't even gonna care. They don't even mention him on the credits when they're doing the cre- like the thing on the commentary. They don't even mention him. They just oh wow. They let just let it go because they're in character. You know what I mean? The in character is oh really that. for the whole yeah. commentary? Yeah, they're not. It's not. Uh, so Glenn they're Houghton. being Mac. It's Dennis Reynolds. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Being, it's themselves as if they were watching, doing the commentary for that Lethal Weapon 5 movie that they made. That's awesome. Yeah, they like say, like, oh, how they shot things and who choreographed what. They get into <laughs> arguments. It's actually really funny. So, uh, uh, so yeah, we get, the, we get the credits here. And Richie is starting to record on his flip phone. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he has like an old flip phone that he's like, trying to record. I was a carrier of a flip phone for uh, quite a long time, Eric. Remember that? Yeah, way, way too long, I would say. I, I think, uh, like, 2017, I finally <laughs> got a smartphone. It's like, fine. I'm missing emails. Uh, they, 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 so we, we, we cut back to the movie, and we see uh, Patty's Pub has been turned into a police station. <laughs> by just putting a sign over the Patty sign. In the commentary, every time they do this, in the in the when they, like, change the bar charlie always goes like where is this where'd you guys do this like he doesn't realize that's and they, they like keep it going, him yeah they keep going it's patty's it's patty's pub like he was right there <laughs> this is a funny part <laughs> so yeah uh it's a police station they put up a sign here they go inside and the bar looks like a set it looks good i mean and we see decent for what they're trying to accomplish the guy that's walking into the police station and the extras in the back are the regulars yeah, that's the regular. That's the, he, yeah, he, the people that are just always in the bar. Those are the the people in the like dressed as cops and stuff in the background. <laughs> uh, and so Mac is playing Mel Gibson, and Dennis is playing Danny Glover. So Mel Gibson is 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 Riggs. Yeah, Riggs, and and Danny Glover is playing Murtaugh. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, Dennis does a good. Dennis is good in both roles, but he he Dennis is the best part of this whole like Lethal Weapon Five thing. Well, he's a good actor in general. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Mac Mac is also a good actor too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I think the the black voice and the the black it's face really, like kind of spoil things for me. Dennis is Dennis, Dennis isn't really doing. I I is, do you think Dennis is doing a black voice? Uh, cause it, uh, he's doing I feel Danny like it, Glover, I think. Because they say the voice is a really amazing, dude. Because Mac is impressed by the voice. I know, but I, you know, it, so, I don't know. To me, it reads more just like how, like, it reads Danny Glover to me. I don't know. Just like it's not maybe exactly what Danny Glover sounds like, but it's his essence. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can, like, I can, I can imagine that. Yeah. His frustrated. He's always. Does he seem always frustrated? Like I'm, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, he's like that's. Yeah, I mean that's his vibe. I mean that's his thing. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so, so so yeah. They come in here, and they're in the back room of Patty's, and but it's set up to be like a like a office at a police station. And Mac as Riggs is bringing in a, a cake, gives a retiring cake to Murtaugh. <laughs> yeah, happy retirement. Just like. Blow out the candles, make a wish, and we get some nice bad editing. <laughs> yeah, like you, you can see him try to blow out the candles; it doesn't happen. They, Cut they ex- to they're blown out. They explain on the on the commentary that the candle was one of those candles that like never blows out. You know, those fake. Oh, that candles. makes sense. So they had to like they're like watch it. They keep saying, "Watch the special effect we do. Watch the special effect we do." Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Like when they did it. <laughs> 
<laughs> they keep calling it a special effect. <laughs> so and this is where where Charlie comes in as I guess presumably the chief. Yes, they call him chief. And he comes in with some bad news about some tainted tap water. I'm sorry, Captain. Um, and no one cares, but he, oh, yeah, he's <laughs> they captain. call him Captain. Yeah, it turns out another person just died from the tainted tap water. Now they should have cut him out. Turns out someone taint, someone tapped the tainted water supply. <laughs> His deliveries are so priceless. They talk about in the commentary too how they try to cut him out, but they couldn't. Like they just couldn't cut around him. Like they needed him to say this. Right, thing. it's a huge exposition. Uh, and yeah, we do have like a little scene where they cut back to to Mac and and Dennis saying. We should have cut him out. And we cut back in, and he says, "Like, there's been another the, another victim of the of the tainted tap water is your wife." This is like the way he says it. <laughs> the person who just died is your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of my wish. I, I love these like little quips, and they're they're trying to like give like zingers. Yeah, there's one later on I can't wait to talk to because it makes absolutely no fucking sense. It, I can't <laughs> wait. It literally makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, this is where they, they blow the candle. Still in the movie, we see Riggs and Murtaugh go to the quote-unquote Indian casino to confront the villain of the movie, played by Frank. This is before I realized his name was Lazarus. <laughs> so, yeah, we get the uh, Indian casino written well, uh, be- across be- the Patty's bar. Be- before we get there, Sign. we get that, that little driving shot of the car kind of spinning and the shot in, like with a camera in front of the hood of the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's part of a larger scene where they go to see a prostitute who played by Artemis. Oh, And my God. Artemis, like, they get information. That's how they know to go to the Indian casino, Indian casino because they, they find out Lazarus. They talk about Lazarus mm-hmm. earlier with Artemis before they go there. I mean, a lot of this jumps around so much that, yeah, clearly so much of it's that cut. original yeah. content was cut. And even, like, we don't even get to see the discussion of them deciding to play Lethal Weapon 5 instead of Othello. You know right, what I mean? It's almost yeah. jarring to everybody. <laughs> like, what, what's going on? <laughs> they do this, when they go to meet Artemis, they do this thing where, like, Mac handcuffs Artemis to himself to, mm-hmm. so she doesn't run away while they ask her questions about the tainted tap water. And then she's kind of leaning in the car, and Max has to drive away, and it cuts to, like, a dummy hanging out the window, and they start, like, smashing at the poles. <laughs> It's really funny. And then Charlie goes, was she okay? Is she okay? (laughs) It's very funny. Uh, So, yeah, they have that spinning car shot. Yeah, it just says Indian Casino casino, written over the the bar there. We get the same extra walking in, too, by the way. That same regular (laughs) guy. Same guy guy with the hair. Yeah. And so we we see Frank as his villain character. He is in Indian face. I mean, he's supposed to be a Native American. Yeah. It's fucked up. He's... Yeah, this is like wild because he's up. doing like a voice. He's got like the uh, the evil villain eye. He's got like now that hold on a second that the eye pigtails. In, the co- in the commentary. The eye like Charlie mentions like oh I like his eye or whatever. And Dennis says, yeah, he got some milk in it, but we liked the way it looked, <laughs> <laughs> so we told him to keep it. <laughs> it just, he got some milk in it, which is very funny. So what, like he had to keep putting milk in his eye to like know. keep up the look? Know. It's improv. Like, you can tell yeah, they're, yeah. they're improvising. It's just, so they're just like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's got this kind of like whitish eye. He's got these like braided pigtail kind of look. And his clothing he's, is like that like hide 
type clothing with the it's like kind of tattered and tassels and stuff. Yeah, and bracelets and rings. Yeah. Makes you think of Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say that? <laughs> I, I disagree. I, I don't know. It makes me, I don't know. It makes me think of Arizona. Okay. Guys are trying to open a leather shop in Arizona. You'd be out of business in no time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so yeah. The the he, Frank has this like green, green screen, screen behind him. All these like sharks. I, you know, I almost thought his name was like Mr. Shark or something when I was like right in the nose. Like, what is this guy's name? Is it Mr. Shark? Like, why is he doing all this shark stuff? It's, uh, well, I think it's like this obsession with water. Like, it's I think like it's a, the tie-in. Oh, yeah, the obsession with water. And it's also like... Like, sharks they, need water, too. That's the line know? I was going to bring up. We're going to talk about that later. Sharks need water, too. We're going to talk about that. So, like... <laughs> but, like, I think it's kind of... So, he's like, he's kind of like a James Bond villain. Yeah, he's like a character. I don't know much about... I, I We should say, I, I have not watched... Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah, yeah. I haven't either, and uh, we were supposed to, but we both bailed because we're old, and yeah, we don't have I, time to I, watch I Lethal Weapon. I, I'm kind of no like reason. an action. I'm kind of like an action movie guy, but I don't know. They just those one of those movies. They, they just passed me by, and it was just too late by the time. I was two years old when Lethal Weapon One came out. So, <laughs> yeah, and but uh, I'm sure they're fine and everything. But like, mm-hmm. I think over the top villains and stuff like that is a part of that franchise These sure that's like that's James fun Bond. yeah you, you have to have those, something super evil to fight yeah all those action movies are like that yeah so yeah so so he, we we established he's got this green screen and they established that frank only had only want to pay enough to have his side with a green screen so the other side looks like the bar <laughs> yeah which is very fitting like frank has done this in the past where totally. he'll he'll pay for himself but like skip out on the gang and we find out that a rival tribe Owns the water rights. What a water! How do you own water rights? Uh, maybe it's like a body of water. They happen to like this is the that only water, water is like part of their land, which is like the California has like a water issue anyway, right? Isn't that true? Well, I don't know. It seems to be the wa- the drinking, the tainted tap water. So it's the tap water of the town. Sure, seems to be owned by this rival tribe. Yeah, so uh, Frank's tribe, I guess, is trying to taint the water to get yeah. people to want his tribe's water. Yeah, and they, they, you know why are they accusing him? And he said, you know, even sharks need water too. <laughs> well, now, that that makes no sense. Like even sharks need water. Sharks always need water. <laughs> you you would say even <laughs> something live. You would say something even needs water. That's something that like normally doesn't. You know what yeah. I mean? You'd say like even like a desert gecko needs water too. You know what I mean? Something like that would make Saying sense. Even sharks need water too is like pointless. <laughs> like, yeah, no kidding. It not, means nothing. <laughs> I think it's just like emphasize he he's obsessed with sharks and he's evil. Yeah, it's just and a it's like a line. bad lie to justify not being behind the tainted tap water. But even, um, even sharks, like even sharks, the things that only live in water, even <laughs> them need water. Need water, yeah. <laughs> uh, before uh, we skip too far, I want to mention um, a beautiful woman who's uh, right beside Frank. Oh yes, of course. Um, is played by Anna Rocker. Uh, she was born nineteen eighty four from New Haven, Connecticut. She was in Greek Life on Top, Paranormal Activity, Fear of Flying, and Hollywood Sex. Frank is very happy with his own performance. Yeah. I mean, he is we, pretty evil. 
we cut to him like nodding, like, yeah, yeah, I like this. Yo, like he's this. so smitten with himself. He's like, yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> like every and, scene, too. And uh, speaking of beautiful woman, he, he tells them to leave because he has some pressing matters to deal with. And he, they do this like shot over on her cleavage. Yeah. Now, when he says pressing <laughs> matters, over. when he says pressing matters to deal with in the commentary, Dennis goes, ha, pressing matters. He laughs at that. And I don't even know why. <laughs> I think he's being like, it's not funny. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. not really a pun. It's nothing. No, it's nothing. And yeah, he looks at this woman like kind of like, uh, you know how Frank looks at women. <laughs> Ogling, staring. Still in the movie, we see a tasteful love scene between Frank's villain character and some woman. Tasteful, you say? <laughs> they, 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 we get some candles being lit here. Some nice, like, 80s romance music. Yeah, some vibe for uh, the evening. Frank's squirting some, squirting some oil, rubbing her leg. <laughs> yeah, this whole scene is, like, super uncomfortable for everybody, right? <laughs> I mean, these old action movies would have a random ass sex scene. Oh yeah, like this for they, it no would be like reason. it would be this long. It would be like this, yeah. It would be, and it'd be like, oh shit, this is just to make me feel uncomfortable. Like, with the, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. why is this happening right now? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I don't know. So yeah, Frank's got the oil, and the dentist even says, "Oh, this is classy. This pot's classy." Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> but then there's the isn't. turn. There's the turn. Oh yeah, Mac. Here, here comes the turn. And they even in the commentary, they talk about how he's just having sex with her. Well, that that was actually my question. Like, are they actually having sex? And I guess that's the answer to the question, yes. I mean, <laughs> in, in the reality of the, not Danny DeVito and that woman, but in the reality sure. of the show. Yeah. They, yes. They're having sex, yeah. And we get a shot of the students looking quite confused and shocked. Quite confused. Oh, we get way more shots of the sex scene in the, in the other one, like different angles and way oh, no. more to it. She calls him Chief. This is the first time I was like, oh, Chief. Okay, we're trying to get, we're almost got a name. You know what I mean? I yeah. Like, don't say anything. Don't say, don't talk, don't talk. Don't Quiet. Say anything. Quiet. Uh, and he finally climaxes. Oh, come on. This is unwatchable. <laughs> and we fade out on chimes and the candles. Did so, you uh, listen with the uh, subtitles? Uh, no, because I was on. I was watching the DVD and I put them on. No. Okay. In the subtitles, it says warbling moan when uh, Frank's uh, coming to climax. <laughs> yeah. Warbling moan. Warbling moan. Sounds like a Pokemon. Uh. <laughs> Choose you, warbling moan. I don't know. It sounds like a uh, D and D move. <laughs> yeah, like a spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So still in the movie, we see Charlie, who's playing a goon, torturing Riggs, who's now played by Dennis. So we see Dennis hanging here and... Shirtless. Shirtless. He's got his mullet. Mullet, cowboy boots. So he has switched parts. He is now... He's no longer Murtaugh. He is now Riggs. Mm -hmm. And they even say, we switch parts. They tell D, we switch parts. So he's shocking him here with like a taser. And we Mm -hmm. see D taking out the trash real quick. Doing work, which is nice. That, that was so funny to me. <laughs> like, they couldn't cut around that. <laughs> they mentioned that. They go, we had one take. Dennis goes, we had one take because, like, it's hard to hold myself like that, is what he said. <laughs> I was actually thinking the same thing. Like, if he's not suspended in some sort of way, I, I imagine that would suck. Yeah, he goes, he goes, we only had one take because how hard it is to hold myself like that. And D had to come out with that. He says, like, complaining about this. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was interesting that D isn't included in this movie whatsoever. Not at all. I know. 
so then he grabs Charlie by the by the neck with his legs. A pretty classic action movie move. Yeah, the old snap the neck with the snap legs. Snap the necks with your yeah, with your fucking calves. <laughs> and in the extended cut, in the cut that I watched, he gets off this pipe and he walks over and grabs his shirt and his gun and then he shoots Charlie like 15 times. <laughs> Charlie's like just laying there. He shoots him like fifteen times. It's after he was already dead. After he's just laying on the trash, yeah. Like while he's laying there, he's just shooting. <laughs> so yeah, so he's he's struggling with this pipe. He's pushing. He's spitting all over the place. And it's a great cut of him like sliding off and like the cut to the next scene. Yeah, very heroic it's, moment. It's almost too professional for them. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's a great cut in transition. So, so then still in the movie, we see Murtaugh, now played by Mac, getting rescued by Riggs. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that he's going to taint the tap water, and then people are going to have to go to him for the water. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So okay. Yeah, it's about establishing territorial dominance and this for is the resource. Get a, this is where we get a nice shot of Mac as Murtaugh in his blackface, in his wig, in his mustache. Right. This is the first time we're seeing this. So in, in the commentary, he did this by himself. What? He applied like in the commentary, like he applied and did this by himself. Like oh, he did his own it. makeup and yeah, and he did hair and whatever. Yeah, maybe not <laughs> the wig. I guess because the wigs are by Artemis. But yeah, and this is regrettable. Yeah. And yeah, he he is he is in a blackface similar to his Othello argument. Sure. He's not fooling anybody if he thinks he looks black. <laughs> no. No, not <laughs> at all. And Frank, you know, as the villain asks him, any last words? Yeah. Go suck in it. <laughs> Go suck in it. I, I, it. Although Mac doesn't look like a black, I feel like his acting in this is like still pretty like committed. He's trying. Like Within the reality of this show, he's trying. Exactly. His character is trying. In in the in the commentary they say like this voice like what you not what, what voice are you you're not you're not doing a Danny Glover voice and and then Max says I wasn't trying to do Danny Glover and then Dennis goes well you should have <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny it's a very funny exchange well you should have you're not doing a Danny Glover voice well I'm not trying to do Danny Glover <laughs> well you should have it's Danny you're know, supposed to be Danny <laughs> yeah Glover. he's supposed to be Danny Glover dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, go suck an egg. Then Rick Riggs comes in, having a great party. I can't do an Australian Oh, accent, my God. But this makes me, I mean. this Sounds he, like you guys are having a great party. Why wasn't I invited? His voice goes like a high pitch at one point. It like cracks at the end. Like, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> and it's almost like, that is such like, you could see that being a real line. Oh, 100%. And that's why it's like still very funny, I think. Yeah. I, not that I guess he should be doing an Australian accent either. I'm sure that's going to run its time out, but... Well, yeah, but, yeah, I mean... But it is silly. It's very, it's very silly. And Mel Gibson is Australian, and in the oh, early... Is. Yeah, Mel Gibson's Australian, and in the early Lethal Weapon movies, he he he, he sounds a little Australian in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he it slips okay. a little bit. But, you know, originally Mel Gibson had an Australian accent. You know, Ma- Mad Max and all those movies. He has an Australian accent. He's a, that's where he's from. He's a, he is American, but he grew up in Australia. Oh, okay. I, never, I didn't know anything about that. All I know is his, um, he's an anti-Semite. <laughs> yeah. And then, then there's that an voicemail. There's a voicemail he's yelling at his wife, and he goes, You make me want to smoke. 
<laughs> oh my god. It, it they play that laugh. the action boys, right? Yeah, yeah. You make it me wanna smoke. You make me wanna smoke. Like that's such a funny thing. Like you make it's me wanna a, smoke. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like that because he's like <laughs> I don't know. It's like he's, he's making like Yeah. Maybe it's a her not. fault you wanna smoke. <laughs> you make me wanna smoke. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, so that's why he's doing the Australian accent here. It's kind of because that is it's like he's doing like a Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. This is what Charlie and Dennis have this awesome fight. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah, Charlie is like a different henchman now, and uh, he has this like long blonde wig. Yeah, it looks really funny. I think. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. It looks like a henchman. Like yeah, the henchman yeah. that knows martial arts. That yeah. would be this guy. Um, and uh, what he's got like a suit. What is it, yeah, gray and like, white suit? Yeah, he's got the suit and the long blonde hair. And he starts doing, like, spin kicks and stuff. And they go into this yeah, fight scene. And he does, like, the uh, the, the, the the stiff-pointed hands. Like, yeah. he's going to judo-chop somebody. Yeah. And uh, they, start, they get in this fight. And they do this great thing where, like, where Dennis grabs uh, Charlie's goon. And he, like, breaks his arm over his oh. shoulder. Yeah, it's a great effect. Big reaction from the room too. Yeah, they love it. They love it. It's a great effect too. Like, if, I know if I was making like a homemade movie, I'd be so happy with that effect. Oh, you got to do it. So yeah, they break his arm and then he kicks him out of a window, and the crowd they love it. They start laughing. He flies out this window, and a car runs him over. Uh, yeah, it's important to note that like Charlie's character is not standing anywhere near a window, but somehow no, after he just that stumbles kick, over he the flies. One. We get that shot from outside the building, him fl- his body flying out the window in yeah. a uh, delivery truck running him over. And according to the commentary, that was a complete accident, and the delivery guy was pissed. <laughs> As Mac puts it, he was fucking pissed. Uh, and it's it's playing, it's playing. Like they, they like it's funny because they're laughing, but they they like that. Yeah, Mac's excited to get a reaction, you right. know. And I'm surprised he's not seeking gasps this time. That's right. He's yeah, leaning yeah, into yeah. the humor aspect. Laughs are cheap. So then still in the movie, we cut to Riggs chasing Lazarus down, and with some help from Murtaugh, they electrocute him. There's way more to this. There's way more to this. Like, w- before he runs out, like, there's, like, a gunfight. He shoots that machine gun at them, and there's, like, more to this little fight here mm-hmm. in the in the extended one. Um, they have an argument over who choreographed it, Dennis and Mac, and <laughs> but they come running out and they're in like a like they you know when they oh, I should have mentioned this before when they have Murtar tied up when when Charlie and it's funny because he he falls out of the top of the bar right because mm-hmm. they yeah, mention they mention in the commentary that they're in the basement of their apartment interesting but I guess they could have just the cut. Room? Yeah, the boiler room is a basement of Charlie's apartment. And mm-hmm. they were talking about how, like, everybody's residents are burning so much stuff because of the fire engine in the background. <laughs> and then, but when they run outside, they they chase them outside. Like, where are they? That's a good point. Uh, it definitely looks like L.A. to me. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> the landscape. But, like, this, like, a, this, like a, this transformer that he kicks them into. That they, and it's a like car. They, so they come running out mm-hmm. and... Dennis does this like the way Dennis aims is so awesome, isn't it? Well, like, it's a cool shot. Stops. It's yeah, a really it's, cool shot. Like we is. have Frank sliding across the hood, and well, behind him we have Dennis taking those shots. Taking those shots, yeah. 
And we get the guitar solo as Frank glides across the hood. Well, as you can tell, it's not Frank, right? I mean, it's not <laughs> yeah, Frank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a stunt double. It's so clearly a stunt double. And in the commentary, they say, oh, you can clearly tell that's Frank's stunt double. But they, but it actually is Dennis who comes running up after him after this and slides over. And Dennis is very proud that it is actually him on the commentary. That's actually me. That's actually me. <laughs> and he slides over, and it, it's it's Dennis. Uh, it's funny. There's two car slides. Like they couldn't agree that one does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually that's like the hero's move, right? Definitely, definitely <laughs> the hero's move. Yeah. I'm always in video games whenever there's like a car and you can't slide across the hood. I'm always so disappointed. What what game what game can you slide across the hood in? Like Grand Theft Auto, if you like press like oh, the you jump could? button next to the the hood, yeah, you'll slide oh, that's across awesome. it instead. Yeah, oh yeah, a couple of different games will have that as like an option. They'll have you slide it, but some like you just jump up on top of it. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yeah, they, so he chases them up, and they start like they start having this like. Uh, oh, this is where where after they slide across the movie, this is where, where Pemberton says, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Charlie uh, looks over to Richie and says, are you filming this, Richie? Yeah. No, come on. I'll, I'll get you a copy. That's bootlegging. I'll get yeah. you a copy. Don't bootleg. <laughs> He's and like then, correcting his behavior. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Riggs and Lazarus get into a fight here. And in the extended cut, it's very funny. He punches Frank like 400 times. He's like, keep punching him. <laughs> um, Real slugfest. Then this is where you finally hear Lazarus, Chief Lazarus, mm-hmm. as he kicks him into the... You want to dance? Floor. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I skipped that part. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Lazarus gets a hit in. You want mm-hmm. to That also sounds like a real line. Yeah, because Dennis gets uh, hit by Frank, and uh, he starts to bleed a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah. you want to dance? Like... And he, he, he comes out on top and kicks him into this transformer. And then this is where Murtaugh comes running up with a glass of water. A full glass say. of water. <laughs> like, it was just so funny to me. Like, okay, buddy. <laughs> Some tainted tap water. He splashes, he barely splashes him with this. And all these effects go off and, and Lazarus Sparklers. starts getting, Yeah, Lazarus starts getting electrocuted. And in the commentary... They, Charlie mentioned how Frank like really got electrocuted here. They didn't tell him this was going to happen, and they had to take him <laughs> to the hospital. <laughs> That's a funny bit. Uh, so what is this thing that Frank is standing next to? I have that he, no idea. I don't know where they are. I it's don't just know big what and metal, it. and we assume yeah, because, because water and electricity. Well, the action boys will talk about this, how like these type of action movies back in the day would always end at a couple different places. You'd end at like a construction site. You'd end at like mm-hmm. like a, a half like made building, or you'd end at like a like a molten lava plant or whatever. <laughs> like a, a place metal where plant. like you could just blow things up and it's right. fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's like the way these action movies ended. They always ended in some like nondescript construction place. <laughs> Very accurate. That's like that's basically what this is. It's just like this like I don't know what it is. Like this big transformer. That's one fried turkey. High fives. Still in the movie, we see Riggs and Murtaugh visit graves in the rain. We learn, like, you see the headstone, right? And we learn that this whole movie's been taking place in 1988. (laughs) Yeah, which is (laughs) funny. So it's like the year after the first movie came out? I guess, yeah. Like, you almost think it's contemporary, but it's not. It's So chronologically, this doesn't even really fit into the movie series? (laughs) No, no, no. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I no, 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 because because Riggs' wife was like four years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you're Murtaz right. was the 1988. Well, yeah, sure. So she if she, she died in the tank of tap water. Yeah, yeah, so it is 1988. And I think wasn't Riggs 1984 or something. His yeah, wife? Riggs was 1984, but I'm saying the original uh, Lethal Weapon movie came out in 1987. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what year so that movie think takes that place, mo- but we're well, gonna think that movie takes place in 1987. What the original Lethal Weapon? You gotta. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm assuming. So I've yeah, I guess they just yeah, messed up the timeline. Messed up the timeline. I didn't catch that. Nice catch. I did not catch that. Uh, yeah, it's so funny to realize this is supposed to be the 80s for them. It fits. <laughs> it feels eighties. And then they shoot the they start crying and they shoot their guns off into the sky. Uh and Classic. according to according to Dennis on the commentary, this took several takes because he kept crying in real life because it was so emotional. I believe it. And, and there's an explosion, Lethal Weapon five, and some song the song plays at the end. Do you know what song that is? No, I didn't say. I couldn't find anything on what song it was. I couldn't find. Oh, it. I found it, baby. You do? Oh, what do you got? It's a uh, Runaway Train by Elton John with Eric Clapton. Oh, nice. Where was that credited? Uh, I found it on Reddit, actually. I just I happened saw- to Google the lyrics that I saw on the screen. Yeah, and that's what came up. It's funny. I, I something you you would think would be in the IMDb. Don't worry. I'm going to complain about the IMDb trivia later. Don't worry. That's I'm sure up. you will. It's your favorite thing to do. So then we cut to the high school principal's office, and we see Mac, Dennis, Richie, and Principal McIntyre have just finished watching Lethal Weapon 5, and Dee and Charlie get fired. Wow. That video says more than I ever could. Yeah, I guess they were showing... So we we pan out here, and we reveal that Richie is in blackface. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But just his face, like his square face. Yeah, it's just uh, the outline. A, of it. It's not even like neck clown, or anything. <laughs> yeah, with a clown makeup would be. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were showing that video to explain why he's in the blackface. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think uh, tr- um, Richie's an impressionable teenager, right? Who latched onto uh, insane clown posse, and when he had to get rid of that, he found something else, right? Uh, I think this whole scene could have got cut. Yeah, I know. I agree, and and that's m- one of my biggest problems with this episode. There's not much funny here, and, and, and it's sort of like, we didn't really need that second beat, but, so then, yeah, Charlie and Dee are like, all right, we're going to get fired, and the principal's like, yep, probably me too, uh, <laughs> which he doesn't, though. Oh, he does, maybe, and he goes to a different school, because we do see him again. Yeah, we do see him again at a later date, but. And Charlie, but Charlie has a little orange hair that came out of nowhere. Yeah, which is a weird comment because it almost looks like the previous orange. No, no, not only that, but the orange is not on the desk until he calls attention to it. Oh. Until that like cuts to him going to pick it up. It's not even there. It, it seems like they scrambled an ending. To they this. didn't have an ending. Yeah. They could have just ended it with the Lethal Weapon 5. Explosion. 100%. No one would have cared if they went back to the original story. So then, Ross, what is your favorite character this episode? Um, I like uh Charlie because I like all his villains. I think he okay. sells every ca- each one has a different accent and yeah. different clothing, and I like him as the professor, just like a happy go lucky like guy. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dennis as Riggs when he's Mel Gibson when he's doing the extra the Australian. <laughs> it's yeah. so much fun when he's like hanging on the thing. And kind of, <laughs> yeah, I, I he does a good Dennis job. He does. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite line? My Dial. favorite line is, the person that just died was your wife. <laughs> I 
It seems like a nice party. Why wasn't I invited? That's my second. <laughs> Why wasn't I invited? <laughs> he does this like high pitched. Like it's so funny. And what's your favorite scene? Uh, this is probably the toughest actually because of how complicated yeah, this too. is, right? Uh, right. So. Uh, that being said, I'm, I'm not going to say any of the blackface scenes. Um, no. No, no, no. Of course. Um, I will say I did enjoy um, any of the Dave Foley scenes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go one with, I'm specifically a, earlier on. Yeah, I'm going to go to Charlie and Dennis fight scene when he's doing the spin That was awesome. And he breaks his yeah. arm. It's You're like right. The, it's probably the best, like, f- sort of, like, put together like, like Charlie looks like he did a spin kick. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, like, it looks like a I mean? real choreographed sequence. I, I give him credit for that. Yeah, definitely. And that brings us here to the IMDb trivia challenge. As our listeners know, these are three trivia facts. Two of them are made up by me. One of them is actually on the website IMDb. Somebody put this trivia fact on IMDb against all thought or reason. Oh boy. Number one. The FX networks had to pay Paramount Pitches $100,000 for the rights to say Lethal Weapon in this episode. Number two, all the students in the bar are the same extras that were in the underage drinking National Concern episode. Number three, episode ears the gang's self-made movie Lethal Weapon 5. Oh, wow. Number three. Yeah, yeah. That's the trivia that IMDb wants to to hand hand me. The gang episode here's the gang's self made movie Lose Weapon Five. No, like that wasn't shit. half the plot. Yeah, like that wasn't the back half of the episode. Yeah, it was a solid half of the episode. Russ, twenty four out of thirty five found that interesting. <laughs> twenty four out of what? You know, you could like write. You could like like put market if you find it interesting or whatever. It says. Mm-hmm. 24 out of 35 found this interesting under that. And what did the other 11 think? <laughs> they didn't like it. 11 thought it wasn't. They didn't find it interesting. Well, no. they're right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another trivia on here. This is another. You're not even going to believe this. This is another trivia on IMDb. Frank's lovemaking scene during Lethal Weapon 5 is possibly a parody of the love scenes from The Room 2003. Possibly. We have another possibly in a trivia section. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's possible. but You can't say something's possible. You can say possibly anything then. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it, like there, I don't see a resemblance. If that... To The Room? Yeah. Yeah, The Room is like cheesy in a way, but like The Room is trying to be like those cheesy movies that this is also trying to be like. Yeah, but The Room was like a true attempt. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I know. There's no, I know. It's the stupidest trivia. Like, it's literally the stupidest trivia section. It's unbelievable. Well, all right, Ross, that's, uh, that concludes the section of me complaining about IMDb trivia. And that brings us to our final thoughts, Ross. Is this episode's GPA going up, 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 or uh, this is regrettable? Um, it's uh, shit. <laughs> it's regrettable. I mean, they don't need to do this episode, but um, I, there were redeeming qualities of it. So yeah, it's tough too. I'll say it, I like it. Parts of it is regrettable. Like it, it's too bad because it's such a great idea that if they didn't do the blackface thing, it, it still could have worked. Yeah, um, it, 
what's interesting, I, I mean, I didn't even bring this up, but do you remember Beacon Rewind? Yeah, of course. Where they came up with the idea of sweeting movies, which was making your own version of a movie, and this is exactly what they're doing, and this is why I I really enjoy them making a movie, totally a, a sequel yeah, totally. to a movie. Like I thought it was so playful and it's such a cool idea. I'm a hundred percent behind that idea. Like, why not yeah. just do it? But um, I don't know. <laughs> I think we see the problems. So yeah, yeah. Should this episode be pulled from the ear? I don't know, but. Uh, you know the F the 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 Hulu network is the one that did that, not like not always sunny, always sunny or any, or literally anyone else. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was just yeah. like the the streaming services or whatever, the only ones that did that. Sure. Uh, nobody, I mean, nobody even nobody even asked them to. I don't think. Yeah, likely. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they were doing their own screening. They also like removed. They removed an episode we already did after we did it. Uh, they they removed an episode um, from like. The one of the newer seasons, yeah. D Day. I don't even know if they printed that on DVD. So we'll it's gonna be well, that's, questionable that's gonna if we be can like, get it. That'll be in like ten years. That we'll yeah, just download a, it. We'll <laughs> just download to our brains for a different decade. We'll, we'll watch it on our Google Glass or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. You know, there is there is some quite like the Frank stuff in this is could have been cut. Yeah. The frame being yeah. a little too harsh, and and obviously blackface is a bad idea. Like any way you do it, in any any context, just yeah. don't do it. How about we just don't do it? <laughs> How about that? Just Preaching like, to the choir at this point, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there is some funny in here for sure. I mean, the lethal weapon stuff is funny. Dennis as Riggs is funny. Is great. I think he nailed yeah. it. Uh, that's why I think the shaping America's youth that little D stuff really comes is 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 really takes a back seat. Like. I mean, it's hardly the plot. Yeah, it's strange that the episode's called that. And it doesn't, the way the episode ends, it's like, doesn't even have a real ending. No, not at all. Or even a real plot. This episode doesn't even have a real plot. No, no, not I really. I mean, this, it's really just to bring up that discussion of race, I think, which, yeah, yeah it's it's too dominant. Yeah. It's funny because they're doing something they know is regrettable, but they're still doing it. Right, right, right. It's just interesting. And I, yeah. I think it's like, to further drive home the point that the people that try to defend these things are wrong. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, this is the this is the side they're on, yeah. He even said, well, I love when Dennis says, the, like, this, he's on your side about Frank, and he's on your <laughs> he's side. He's on your <laughs> side. But yeah, his, his excitement uh, level is crazy. So, um, but hey, I mean, I mean, I don't know. This is always sunny. It's what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, you you knew that when you were watching. I mean, who hasn't seen this by now? Yeah, definitely. And uh, all right, well, uh, Ross, what do we got going on next time we record here? What's next? Uh, next time we record, we are covering Charlie Kelly: colon, King of the Rats. Eric, what can we expect? Are you trying to say spaghetti? <laughs> yeah, what, what <laughs> Eric? By next episode, we should come up with a spaghetti policy for this podcast. <laughs> Definitely. It's been too long. This podcast hasn't had a spaghetti policy. It's been all over the place. I was going to bring it up to HR department of this podcast, but. <laughs> yeah, this episode is funny. I remember Ch- Charlie gets a new bat this episode. Mm-hmm. We get some uh, time spent in a sauna. I don't know That's if you know, right. remember that. Now, this is where we meet some of under the bridge people. It's true. Duncan and the crew. Duncan and we finally Z? meet Duncan in the crew. Yeah, yeah. This these guys stick uh, around too. Hans Vermhat. Oh, uh, 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 you you got me a a worm hat, worm hats, worm hat, worm hats, <laughs> yeah. worm hat. 
That's right. All the de- ch- uh, denim, chicken, denim chicken, all that. Denim this episode's, chicken. Fu- this episode's funny. This episode is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's like understated. I think I watched it uh, maybe a few weeks ago, and yeah. I was dying. It's like every <laughs> everything's a hit. Yeah, very okay, strong yeah. episode. Um, look, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Frank throwing himself his own birthday, birthday party. party, the luau. <laughs> the luau. I Charlie doesn't even know what a luau is. <laughs> a luau. <laughs> yeah, he can't even really say it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, I look forward to that. Oh, cool. Well, all right, Ross. Well, um, thank you everyone for. Oh, I should. We before we got into, we should get, obviously give a shout out to Sunny Footy who did this oh, awesome yeah. edit for us. You know, this dumb idea. You know, everyone's jumping on this Stranger Things meme joke of the playing the headphones. Yeah, so uh, Sunny Footy has like cut up a little uh, short uh, video for us. Uh, we're probably going to drop it, I don't know, when? Well, I'd say put it whenever. Put it out now. Well, I'm afraid of spoilers. You know what I mean? Some people like still haven't no, seen that this meme, season that, of Stranger that, Things. That same exact meme is going all over the internet. It's all right, everywhere. I'm blasting this shit everywhere, then. Blast it out right now. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, he put, and, 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 like, you know, as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, oh, it'd be so funny. Oh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, actually, because we've made uh, little memes like this before, right? Yeah. And so I immediately every, every, thought of that. Everyone's doing it. I mean, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon, but I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it anyways. Who cares? And and we don't have the type of, we don't have the <laughs> technology, nor the know-how, nor the yeah, will, <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, we hardly have the bench, um, but we were able to find someone. Yes, yeah, Sunny Footy, S U N N Y F O O T Y. You've heard me shout him out before. Sunny Footy on Instagram. Yes. Uh, just like a wizard with the edits. It's crazy. Yeah. Sunny Footy, reply to my email. I'm going to send you money some way, one way or another. You're getting money. He won't accept money. He won't accept money, but I, I, I don't care if I have to fold one into a paper airplane and fly it to his house. <laughs> fly it to Canada? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. This this was uh, an interesting episode to do, uh, nonetheless. Did we solve yes. anything? No. No. Does anyone care about us? No. No. <laughs> Does it matter what we say? No. Not really. <laughs> All right, everyone. I guess until next time. Go, go suck an egg. Always Sunny Cast is not endorsed or affiliated with Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the FXX Network, or Philadelphia. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Eric Regan and Ross Northrup. Email questions, thoughts, suggestions, corrections, or things we just plain forgot to alwayssunnycastpod at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. And as always, thanks for listening, you jabronis. What is a juggalo? Let me think for a second. Oh, he gets butt naked. And then he walks through the streets winking at freaks. With a two liter stuck in his butt cheeks. What is a juggalo? He just don't care. He might try to put a weave in his nut head. Cause he can give a fuck less what a bitch thinks. He tell him that a butt stinks and all that. What is a juggalo? He drinks like a fish. And then he starts hugging people like a drunk bitch. Next thing he's picking fights with his
just rap, motherfucker. What is a juggalo? He ain't a bitch boy. He walks through the hills and beats down a rich boy. Walks right in the house where you have a supper and dip his nuts in your soup. What is a juggalo? Well, he ain't a phony. He walk up and bust a nut in your macaroni and watch you sit there and finish up the last bit. 'Cause you're a stupid ass, dumb fucking idiot. What is a juggalo? He's a graduate. He graduated from. Well, at least he got a job. He's not a dumb punch. He works for himself, scratching his nuts. <laughs> What is a juggalo? A hulkamaniac. He power bombs motherfuckers. And-